I'm sitting here at the castle and my guest today is Adam von Gutkin, our friend and colleague from America and our partner in our Highclere Castle Gym. It's so great to be here. I've missed you all immensely the last year and a half. No, it's lovely to be face-to-face for a change, isn't it? And you're only here for a few days in between um, traveling back to America and your good work over there. But I was thinking, Adam, of why we first met up. My husband was sitting in the most abysmal, saddest little office, which I'd found for him. It was, it was just indescribably miserable because the ceiling in his other old office was just about to fall down, which luckily, of course, we'd found. So that's why he had been moved out in tremendous haste, literally in two hours. He walked down some very creaky old stairs, which lead into the stables and out into the courtyard to find me. And he showed me your email. Yes. And he said, well, I think I'm going to reply. This sounds interesting. So why did you email my husband? <laughs> well, you know, I, I had been in the um, passionate in the spirits industry. And as you know, my family history goes back to the 1800s with, with liquor production. And I had spent that year, you know, we had our small distillery in Connecticut. And I had spent that year looking for a brand that we could really kind of embrace that had what, 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 what in my opinion, is the perfect checklist, which is extreme quality, history, heritage, and most importantly, authenticity. Because a lot of spirit brands, they're really kind of designed in marketing boardrooms and they don't really come from the heart or the soul. So I was kind of looking for, how can we craft and design something that is so deeply authentic? And I remember watching Downton Abbey. It took me a couple years before I got on the Downton Abbey boat. My wife kept saying, Adam, you have to watch this. I said, I don't know, maybe next time. When I finally got hooked, of course I fell in love. And it was this one particular episode where it said, stay tuned. Um, coming up next is the documentary on the real Downton Abbey, Highclere Castle. And I, I said to myself, I had no idea it was filmed in a real place. I always assumed it was a lot in, in London or something. <laughs> and so I Thank watched... Uh, yes. So I, so I watched you and, and your wonderful husband for an hour in the estate and the, and the footage and... Um, and I just, I just became, as I still am, very enchanted with the both of you. And I felt that you had a, a wonderful energy and a passion for, for everything that this place represents and a magic. And I think we're all romantics, which, which kind of helps things along because we can have vision and then take action on the vision. So I sent my crazy email to you all the next day. And, and that afternoon, um, he, called me, he called me up and my wife and I were on, on a plane, I think, a few weeks later to come visit. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember meeting you both. And Regina, who I like enormously. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's pretty cool. She's a lawyer, so you don't mess with Regina. You don't mess she with Regina. everything. <laughs> but that was incredibly useful as we went forward to begin to form the company and her legal background. Yeah. We had a double check the whole way through. I'm also really proud that actually we're an American LLC company. Yeah. So it's an Anglo-American collaboration. Entirely. Although obviously Highclere Castle Gin and the heritage and the botanicals all come from here. 
the other thing that I remember that always makes me laugh was we tasted gin for months, didn't we? Nine months. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, 25 <laughs> recipes. Yeah, yeah. It was trying to get the, the, the exactly the right and perfect gin and just mixing up the botanicals a little bit, which is obviously the oldest distillery in this country because we just wanted to go for the best. It's also the best as yeah. well as yes. the oldest. And I just remember I was sitting actually here and yet again, Georgie and I weren't entirely happy with it. And, mm-hmm. and I could feel your frustration down the phone. And that was when the time that Geordie wanted to add some oats to have that last creaminess because the last taste was just left a taste. And that the oats, which have obviously come from Highclere, yeah. just creamed the taste at the end. But it was good. It was, it was, it. It was genius. It was a long process. I think... I think you know, seeking perfection always takes a long time, and it can be frustrating. But um, but I like that we kind of held the course on it, it must be perfect, no matter how long it takes, how much it costs, it has to be perfect. And I'll never forget when when he had the idea to integrate the Highclere Oats. Now, mind you, I've been distilling liquor for a long time, 15 years, you know, most of my adult adulthood I've been distilling liquor. And you just don't take oats and pour them into um, a, a tea bag of botanicals that's about to be steeped in a copper pot gin still. Nobody would ever do that. And, I, I, and, and even when he had the idea, I thought to myself, I, I don't think that's going to do anything at all. Maybe add some starchy oddness, but that's about it. But it was genius because when we tasted that very next recipe, I, I've never tasted a gin so smooth. And, and it added this. One, one of the things I really particularly like about it is that it added this kind of finish that's reminiscent of a cognac or a whiskey so that you can sip it on the rocks mm. which i think people are discovering on their own so you know many gins have to be enjoyed in tonic to be enjoyed and i love the fact that i can sip high claire sit on the rocks or in a cocktail of course but yeah. i just like i'm a purist and i like that you can do that with high claire i think you can too and i think it's very important to to taste and and absorb the scent of what you're drinking so it's it's just slowly enjoying it not rushing it and you know sort of swigging it down it's the yeah. it's taking the time and curiously enough i think the pandemic that we've been through and are still trying to work our way out of also asked us has given us time and it's trying to use some of that time wisely which i think has also been about the virtual yeah. cocktail parties we've created of course well, one of the things I love so much about the spirits business and the things that I think romanticize me in it is that it really is about giving people memories and, and taking mm-hmm. the time to sit down and relax for a minute and focus on each other and have laughter and have love and especially when the pandemic hit I'll never forget this. We we were doing our first virtual cocktail party. I think we were literally the first people in the world to be doing live virtual cocktail parties and, and, and had the largest, most successful one. But what I loved about it was in the comments section, as we're having this cocktail party, I'm seeing people from all around the world in their living room, in quarantine, with the children even, and they're in black tie, and the moms are in these gowns, and they're in these living rooms, to tune in and the spirit and joy that we brought people around the world through Highclere Castle and Highclere Castle Gin and that ability to kind of spruce up and spend that extra effort for an evening just to sit on your couch. 
that's when I said to myself, this is the spirit of High Clarence, and we've done it. It was, from our point of view, of course, we hadn't done this before, so some of our phones were upside down <laughs> to start with. That is true. And we, we had sideways. We <laughs> and then we got it the right way up, and you'd be on the phone to Hannah saying, Hannah, the phones are the wrong way up, and things like that. So there were some funny moments, and then we got it sussed with some really good microphones, which made a huge difference. Yep. And we tried different rooms in the castle, and we brought in more and more props from horses to dogs to ancient gramophone <laughs> records. Ponies <laughs> on occasion. Yes. <laughs> so the whole thing was completely mad. But I think, I hope it was the music of life and a bit of joy, which we were all so missing at the time. Totally. So it was interesting. And then I remember you saying, drink, drink the cocktails. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be saying anything sensible if I drink the entire cocktail. <laughs> yeah, like what, what, what I think was cool about it too is, you know, you, you so many people from around the world have gotten to see Highclere from the, pers- from the very polished perspective of Downton Abbey. And, and of course, you've brought them in so well with Instagram and showing them kind of behind the scenes. But what I love about the virtual cocktail party is because it's not overly produced, we're broadcasting from iPhones and good microphones, things happen. And when mistakes happen, it's kind of funny and it's kind of real. And people have gotten to see different rooms in the castle and kind of seen them alive in a way, standing in front of the fireplace and having a cocktail is, is very much what happens on a Burns weekend or, or when, when the castle is very it much is. alive in a quiet way. And I think that's kind of cool that they can experience that from... Well, it was great engagement, Adam. It was a brilliant idea of yours. And then what I remember was then I think People magazine in America picked it up. That's right. And I think by the end we'd got to 70 or 80,000. Yeah, collectively it's it's in in excess of that. So some of the top ones we've done have um, have had 20,000 views per video, so per party. Yes, so yeah. that was about 80,000 altogether. Yeah, 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 right. extraordinary. What a journey that has been. Yeah. And I have to say, to start with, Georgie and I were researching the cocktails because normally I'd go to a bar and I'd be very, very good at ordering a cocktail. But this time I had to research them, figure out how to make them. Yeah. So I have learned so much about it. And I've loved the names, you know, the hanky-panky and the aviator. It's right back to the Savoy in the 1920s, totally. which has been phenomenal. Yes, I, phenomenal. as you know, I was just in um, the American Bar, which has just reopened at the Savoy. You know, what, what's amazing about that, that bar is that connection back to America. You know, here you've got the 1920s. You know, London is is just beautiful and elegant, and the Savoy represents kind of the opulence of the day. They had just installed the first electricity in a hotel, electric lifts on top of it. And then you have the forward-thinking mindset to say, in America, it's prohibition. So prohibition forced the creation of all these cocktails because you had to make this bathtub gin taste good. So let's mix a bit of this and that with this stuff and see what we end up with. So it's kind of leading the charge into cocktails. And then that gets brought back to London, and they say, let's call it the American Bar in honor of these cocktails. Well, of course, those same cocktails made their way to Highclere and the, and the butler who was here at the time. And those cocktails, which were very modern for the day, were being served to the guests that were coming here, weren't they? Which is well, so cool. It was amazing, and I loved the link to the Savoy <clears throat> because my father used to go there an awful lot for lunch. We used to go there as children to the theater next door. Chefs from the Savoy came down here in 1895, all the chefs, to cook when Prince Edward, the, King Edward VII, the Prince of Wales, came here to stay. So Almina, my predecessor, just got hold of a train, put the chefs on a train, and borrowed them for the weekend, which was great. And of course, I don't know if you know, but Geordie and I were married in the I, Savoy Chapel. I know, it's amazing. Which is next door, and we had our reception in the river room in the Savoy. So... That was just 
Amazing. Can you imagine if we could track down the menu that the chefs cooked at High Claire and do a High Claire dinner at the Savoy with cocktails? Yeah, no, it'd be fun because actually I've got some of those menu notes because they're in at home at High Clear. So it was incredibly elaborate. Wow. And it was beautifully presented and no expense was spared. But again, it was the desire to be the best. Right, right. And, but so many things have happened by chance, just not from your email, because I remember you were saying, well, you've got to find some cocktail recipes. And at the time, I was looking to give a talk at a history festival about... Um, D-Day and, you know, to set the scene of what was happening at Highclere right. in World War II. And my mother-in-law had sadly died quite recently and I was feeling a bit miserable and went upstairs to the archive room and felt entirely overwhelmed by not knowing where to look. So I opened a box looking for inspiration about D-Day, which I did in fact find because, you know, General Patton came to lunch and it was extraordinary stories I found in the end. But at that point, I just wanted to cry, which wasn't very good. But I opened the box and I found a handwritten note in completely the wrong box, which was a cocktail note of making a cocktail with a London dry gin right. in the butler's handwriting. That's so I right. thought, well, I'm a bit low, but Adam will be pleased anyway. <laughs> and I was, yes. <laughs> so that's where it was. So, well, that, that, that began the inspiration, I think, for the, the, the kind of butler's guide that we created that's on the website for download. Um, that's just like a beautiful booklet. And of course, you guys have produced a really nice one, hard copy one. <laughs> it's like so stunning. And um, but I but I just love that, like, you know, cocktail and mixology is, is a big thing. But they, they go back 100 years being served here that way. And of course, how, you can't beat that. I mean, it's just so and then real. they danced and Jordi's grandmother, Catherine, she was the countess living here in the time of the cocktails was a great dancer. She was, of course, American. Yeah, so she right. came over from New York and right. I've got a photograph of her house in New York. And her father had died, so she and her mother and family had come over to live with an aunt over here. So her story, again, started in New York, which is, which is magic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I can tell you that this American, when he's Scottish, reeling here at High Clare, it is not very pretty, <laughs> nor elegant. <laughs> well, the Burns Nights are fun, but I think, again, the last, well, really nearly two years, have stripped away from us everything which actually makes us human. It's the family, the friends, the mm -hmm. celebrations, the cup of tea or the cocktail. Yeah. And as we start to rebuild, it's interesting the, the emphasis that I think we're all putting on on those essential elements which bring us together as family, friends and society. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I matters. Agree. I and agree. less of the other consumerism. It's the experience of being totally. together and how you set the table and the bring people together and seat people and initiate conversation and laughter and jokes. Totally. I, I, have, I have discovered a newfound respect for the hospitality industry as a whole through this thing. You know, you always take restaurants and hotels really for granted. And of course, there are customers for, for the gin. But, but seeing them have these struggles with labor shortages and, oh, reopening, are we closed? I just have a, a, a different level of respect. And I think one of the things that we've done rather well was supporting them through these hard times, supporting the bartenders around the world that are champions of high clair and, and that kind of thing. And just a, just a d deeper level of appreciation for the work that they do around the world in hospitality. Adam, obviously, George and I are very English, and we would never have gone into um, distribution in America without your expertise, because I know every state has different rules, and, and what a minefield it would be for two English 
people living in high to try and do. But you have been extraordinary in what you've achieved in distribution. And in some ways, the pandemic also, through that, you created a website. So anyone, 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 anywhere in America can have a bottle delivered to them within, what, 48 hours? Yeah, just about 72 hours. Yeah, we were very fortunate. We, we planned the launch of Hyper Castle Gin uh, around Brexit and then COVID. <laughs> so we, we got oh. to really sharpen our swords for how to, how to prosper with a, with a new brand launch. But yeah, it has been. I mean, we, we're lucky to have a wonderful network mm. of distributor partners and restaurateurs and hoteliers and, and, and liquor store partners around, around the world. And um, being available in the U.S., France, Switzerland, now Malta, and of course the U.K. Um, and, and, and about this month, we're going to be launching Poland as well, which we're picking up where we left off in, in January of 20, 2020, <laughs> um, with Warsaw having great, ex- extraordinary opportunities there. But, but yeah, to that end too, you know, when, when the pandemic struck, in the U.S. in particular, listen to this interesting stat. So in the U.K., approximately 70% last year of spirits, this is 2019, 20%, 70% of spirits were purchased online and delivered via e-commerce in the U.K. In the U.S., when polled, 70% of Americans did not know you could buy spirits online, period. That's how opposite the two, the two countries are operating from an e-com perspective, which was very interesting for us because every state in the United States has very different liquor laws that we have to comply with, which is really a nightmare. And that all connects back to prohibition and what happened post-prohibition. So we got around all that and now happy to say that High Clear can be delivered to, to anyone's door in about 40, 40 U.S. states from our website. That's amazing. And obviously we're here. We've delighted that Highclere Castle Gin is in our local Waitrose stores and in Waitrose cellars and it's been a delight to work with them and in some of the local pubs and we're now getting into restaurant chains and I'm thrilled it's in the Savoy which I think you mentioned so so happy about that for every reason under the sun it's been such an interesting journey for me as a complete newcomer to the business but I have loved every step of the way and as usual I think it's about perseverance and then innovation and mm-hmm. you just have to keep reversing innovate persevere keep going innovate persevere bright idea keep going <laughs> and true. then we go forward it's so true yes oh, golly that really is i always find just amusing is we all get excited about ideas i've been accused of having a bit of add now and then so i was i was here at the castle one particular weekend and Jordy made a comment about Winston Churchill's, you know, occasional visits for the weekends. And I, I'm on the plane on the way home. I'm back to Connecticut. And I just have this idea. I have all my best ideas in the shower. I just, it's just <laughs> when it hits me. And I have this wonderful we idea. We don't have so, a shower in the castle. I know. I know. <laughs> I'd have to go elsewhere for ideas or just hang out with you more. And I realized, you know, wouldn't it be fun if we did a high clear cigar? And four months after that, Jordy and I are in the jungles of Nicaragua tasting these samples Launch this cigar, huge accolades around the U.S., great awards and everything. Okay, back onto the gin. It's a quick ADD moment, but we've resulted in the Highclere Castle cigar being one of the most well-regarded cigars distributed in the United States, which it's is amazing. It's fantastic. But I, I don't know, how many gold stars has the gin got now? Well, the gin's gotten four. We are up to, as of last week, 48 international awards, including a very prestigious, last month, a Best in Show Award in the world from Sunset International out of California. We are today currently, I think, one of the top three most awarded gins in the world. And I think this year, 
we will we will end up taking the crown. Now, just to mention, we've also done the odd live Instagram around the subject of Egypt, haven't yes. we? Which is really au courant this year. <laughs> oh, I just cannot wait. We've got some very exciting things up our sleeve in, in development to celebrate the 100-year anniversary, and, and you've got some exciting things coming as well. We have. Well, I'm writing another book and about the fifth earl. So the fifth earl of Carnarvon and his wife, Almina, were really contemporary to begin with in terms of cocktails served at the castle. And then his son and Geordie's grandparents really then took up the baton with cocktails going forward and had a heck of a lot of really good parties and quite a lot of Americans came over to them and some of the early people involved in Hollywood and the producers. So it was quite a fun party house. And I think this will be the first time that I mention this anywhere because we've been a little hush-hush about it. And we are releasing it this year. As you know, for the past year, we've been very quietly and very secretly barrel-aging Heichler Castle Gin and some 50-year-old Armagnac, Cognac, and Scotch whiskey barrels to do a blend to honor and commemorate the 100-year anniversary of the discovery of the, of the tomb. And the flavors that we've had coming out so far, the little samples we've tasted along the way, are decadently glorious. And we've designed this beautiful, stunning gold bottle that integrates, that we worked on development with these wonderful Egyptologists from Yale, who also uh, have, have, a, have a great Instagram following, to get it completely accurate. So it's, it's not phonetic spelling of Hike Their Castle. It is the actual expression of the bright castle. She was high, she was as clear kind of, kind of translation. So it's just, a, just, just amazing. So we're so excited for the year ahead. Oh, it'll be fun. And I think if we can, and it seems appropriate, it'd be really good to have another a purple gin party here at Highclere, which we did before, and we turned the castle purple, and we danced, and we had a jazz band. It was such a fun evening. It was and we everything Highclere. <laughs> we very... had a carousel as well. So and living statues. <laughs> oh, we had living statues, yeah. yes. No, we should do that this year. That's a must. It's time to get back to celebrating, and we need another Great Gatsby. Yeah, so let's have a Great Gatsby kind of Tutankhamun purple party in September. Oh, my God. It's the Roaring Twenties again. (laughs) It is the Roaring Twenties when everything went together. (laughs) And we're so lucky because, obviously, Heinkler is looking forward to Downton Abbey films. So it's out on March the 18th. Mm -hmm which I hope people will really enjoy. So I, I guess our project with Heinkley Castle Gin began with you watching Downton Abbey, and now we've got film number two, a new era coming That's out. Right. And um, in some ways, 1920s was such a new era, wasn't it, for people, and the sense of liberation after the travails of World War I. So yeah. perhaps it's appropriate that we... And Spanish flu at the time, too, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is oddly... Um, I know, it's funny, I've written about it and thought it was consigned to the history books and it's far from consigned to the history books and it's how we deal with it. But I think we all need hope and we need reasons to dance to the music of life and at the heart of that, Highclere Castle Gin. Well said. Adam, thank you so much for being my guest today. (laughs) And, And I'm looking forward to your return visits in the summer and I am also in America. Do you know that? I'm in... Palm Springs and Palm Beach in April, so not that far out. And I'm in Rhode Island, Newport, Rhode Island in June, raising money, I hope, for American charities. So thank you. So beautiful. And I think in in both 
of those places like Red Castle Gin is well represented. So I think it'd be really fun if we have you and, and, and your listeners on this podcast for a private cocktail party to celebrate the spirit of high care in Newport and Palm Beach. Oh, great. Yes, yes let's do that. Okay, great. Fantastic. I, can I choose the cocktails? Yes. <laughs> His lordship and her ladyship. <laughs> those are the two best. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you, Adam. Hello, this is Lady Carnarvon, and just to say, please do subscribe to this podcast. Then you can be first on the list every time it comes out.